rolling. This is it. Episode 479, No Laugh Track Podcast. My name is Justin Severson, the host each and every week here at Acme Comedy Company. My guest is, uh, it's his second time on the podcast. Josh Johnson is here. Josh, how are you, man? I'm pretty good. You're pretty good. Yeah. Good. I'm doing, doing well. Good. Welcome back to Minneapolis. Thanks. Last time, uh, I had to remind you the last time we did this, it was uh, March of 2021. Yeah, last time we I think it this. was hard for me to remember because I didn't sign the wall, and the wall is the easiest way to know where you when you were here. And I don't think I signed it. What? Yeah, I. I, I feel they let like, you leave without signing the wall? I think somebody didn't have a pen. Maybe I did sign it. And I just didn't see it last night. But I was just like, I, I in my head, I had signed it, and then last night I was looking, and I didn't see it, and so I was like, maybe I didn't sign it at all, but. Now March makes perfect sense, and I knew it was 2021, but we're gonna yeah. have to double check after this and see if it's there or not. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it is. I. That's my bad. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome back. How was uh, How was last night? One show down. Last night was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was just like, it's it's just nice to be around people who re- really enjoy comedy, um, just because. Like you, you, like it snowed yesterday. Yeah. And in a lot of other places in the world, you'd be like, oh, well, I guess there's maybe going to be a light turnout or there's, you know what I mean? And then, then I remembered everyone here, like lives here, so they're used to it. So they didn't even, it obviously didn't even phase them no. that it snowed. But I was just like, I think about shows in New York even sometimes, if it snows hard enough, people are like, no one's gonna like come. Yeah. You know? Yeah, uh, we haven't had snow yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, snow, that, snow. That's what I was told. Right. So I was like, okay, now we're we're cooking with gas because they. <laughs> it's not like they're sick of snow yet. It might even still be nice in their minds. Oh yeah, it's still pretty. We still point out the window. Oh, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> I can't really. It would be difficult for me to live anywhere else because I have family here. I have a. Uh, divorced from my first wife, so we, you know, share children, custody. It would be very difficult. I couldn't bring everybody with me if I moved, right? You, on the other hand, I think you could live wherever you want, right? Um, well, even though I don't have kids, money does become an issue. And so I think, yes, with enough money, you can live wherever you want. Because uh, you want to live, like, relatively comfortably, oh, you know? Uh, and a certain amount of money makes any place dope. Like, I've I've been to places that people have told me were nice, and I was like, "Oh, you must have money, because this is not a nice place that I'm in right now." You yeah, know what I mean, like like I love cities, so it's like I love being in Minneapolis. I like New York. I love being in Chicago. You know, but there every once in a while you'll go to a place. Maybe I'll have a show somewhere, and I look around, and it, from other people's as like, they're like, "This is one of the nicest places I've ever been." I'm like, all right. But then also I, re- I have to remember that they have money, so that automatically makes the place nicer because you're going to the best places in that place. Does sure. that make sense? Uh-huh. Like there, there are small towns in Louisiana that are not – like I, w- I would not live there, and I wouldn't tell anyone to live there. But then the people there with money love being there, and they think they love being there because of like heritage or oh, whatever. Sure. It's like, no, it's because you have money. Because you're eating at like the nine best restaurants whenever you go out, and you don't really think about like, 
like you don't think about grime the way that you do <laughs> when you're you know what I mean oh, yeah. like like I, I was having a conversation with a friend and I was like you'll be able to tell someone in New York is rich based off if they think New York is clean I met someone who thought New York was visiting and thought New York was clean and I was like wow I had no idea you were a princess like <laughs> For you to not see the like level of trash that's just that's not hiding, right? You know, yes. We're not trying to impress anyone, and so the fact that she thought it was clean means she must have only been in penthouses the entire time, right? You know, like so high up in the air you can't see the trash <laughs> because there's no it's way. It's under the clouds. You can't see it. I couldn't even believe she said it. I was like, when I thought she was joking, yeah. And then she was like, "No, it was like really beautiful and really." like clean i was taken back by how clean it was i heard it was so dirty i was like it is <laughs> it's like it's it's more of the dirt it's one of the filthiest places i've ever been that's what i've always thought yeah and so for her to i was like did they did they lay the money out for you to step on and that's why you didn't see the dirt <laughs> you know that was it was very weird so uh you started your set off last night we're kind of talking about right now about growing up poor right mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever, now I didn't grow up poor necessarily, like not poor, but, uh, Mm -hmm. I guess lower middle class, I think I would say. And that's kind of like where everybody was like, I grew up in the city, not Mm -hmm. in the suburbs, Mm -hmm. you know, most families, you know, both parents worked there's, you know, people weren't going on, you know, uh, fancy vacations and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, like everybody had a pretty simple life. Right. And then. Uh, now I live in a neighborhood that is similar to where I grew up, but it's closer to a suburban area. So I guess what I'm getting to is like, uh, the rich and the poor kind of intermingle mm-hmm. and my daughter's going to school now in that area. And she has like friends now whose parents have a lot of money mm-hmm. and then they come over to my house and we rent our house. <laughs> it's yeah. like, now we're facing that. Yeah. I mean, I think, well, for me it was all relative. So I fluctuated like my entire childhood, like fluctuated. So like when my parents were together, I, I, I can distinctly remember when my parents were together for a few years there, I at least felt like, you know, we're, we're middle-class, you know? And then they got divorced and um, my mom got sick and had to, you know, have, have brain surgery and everything. And like, thank God that she recovered. But in that interim of her getting back on her feet, we were like, we just did not have money, sure. you know? And so we were living with my grandma and it was, it was like, it was like that was kind of the up and down. And so I think that it also gave me appreciation for like how perception works for the, for the individual and for the people on the outside, because there are some people I think who could look at, um, year by year my my like childhood when it came to money just like from an economic standpoint and be like oh you didn't have it that bad and yeah. then there are people who like have also been in each situation where they were like no this part was not good yeah like this 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 specific part was ooh, you know what i mean don't want to repeat this part yeah. right and then and then like i didn't even really know what like broke like i didn't even really know what those things were as a as my own person until i moved to chicago on my own because that was when i was like okay there were small things and also you're a kid 
So people are supposed to be providing for you. Right. So there are little things that even if you don't have a lot of money that you take for granted because your mom or your dad or whoever is supposed to get you that thing or yeah. they can't get it for you. But now because they can't get it for you, you know, you know why you can't have it is because they can't get it. Right. Right. But in Chicago was when I was like, oh, this is like I truly don't have things. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And and luckily, you know, it didn't take forever, but it took a little while for me to like get on my feet and stuff like that. And, you know, now living in New York and and making money myself and stuff is like I feel um, an appreciation for all the different waves because it can come and go. Like, I think that a lot of people think about not having money as something that just happens to other people and they haven't done the math, especially if, you know, there's obviously rich people who will always be okay who are like who fail upward and stuff like that. But there, there's a sincere thing that I have for people who I hope they know or are grateful for the fact that yes, you have a job, maybe even whoever you're dating or whoever you're married to has a job, but like in the right economy, and with the right amount of circumstances falling like a domino effect, you could be on the street. And yeah. so, so I think that it, it gave me a real sense of, uh, of like urgency with, with life, but also a sense of gratitude with like, even if things are just going well for right now, for today, that's amazing, you know, yeah. cause it, cause it could switch, but like no, um, what's the best way to put it? Was it? There's like a saying or something. It's like, uh, like no state of life is permanent, you know? So even at those points where I had no money and I was like, not even depressed about it, I was just like, oof, this is a lot to sit in. You know what I mean? Yes. Because you don't have very much entertainment when you're poor. <laughs> so then there's a lot to sit in and pay attention to. And now looking back on that being like, this is, this, it was actually for the best because now I think, I appreciate things, you know what I mean? Like, look, when my parents were together and things were easy, I don't, also I was a little, little kid. Sure. But I don't think that if I had grown up in that, I would have appreciated that it could ever be anything but that, you know? And so watching my mom do her absolute best on her own and, like, um, have to, like, really pinch every penny or be smart with things was, like, now I want to be smart with money and, you know. I uh, I just had this vision of I used to get so excited going across the street to watch cable TV because they had cable and I think my parents could afford it, but just wanted to save that money for something else. Which I guess they should be. I guess I should thank them for that. In yeah, a like way. And then there are things that like there are things that happen when you don't have money as well, where it's like it feels normal because the people around you don't have money. And then there are things where you're like I distinctly remember a couple of moments from when I was little. Where I was like, "Oh, this is not normal. This is ah, that's a shame. All right, <laughs> ah, jeez, you know what I mean." <laughs> and and it's not that the people around me weren't providing for me and weren't like like working their absolute hardest for me to be okay, but you still, as you, especially as you get older, you notice things and you notice like, or you go to someone else's house and you notice things. Yes, you know. So that that was for me how I knew that how I knew that I would want to, like, improve on my situation whenever, you know, whatever point we're talking about when yeah. I was little. 
Do you remember? I, I'm like, I got one final thing I want to ask about this topic. Is do you remember the first time you went to like a rich, a real rich person's house? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like culture shock, right? I know it was for me. Like yeah. I don't think thinking back, like I don't think throughout my whole childhood I was never in like a rich person's house. I think I was in my twenties before I finally like saw that side of the world. Yeah, I mean, well, the you know, for me, what ended up happening was family really pooled their money together to send me to a Montessori school. And then I went to a like a Catholic school on a scholarship after that. There you go. And, and you had friends there. Friends there yep. were how I realized I was like, oh, this is what like money is. Like yeah. you have land. Yeah. That you don't do anything with. You just there's a piece of earth you own. You know what I mean? I wish I could go tell people I own earth. Yeah. It's a good just per- a little parcel of earth <laughs> that's mine that yeah. if you step on I can shoot you. <laughs> You know, no trespassing. Yeah. On the thing that has no clear marker. I just know it's mine. Yeah. Yeah. Even if I told you, you'd have to believe me. I'd have to look rich enough to believe that I own what you're standing on. You know, I remember uh, being somewhere with my grandpa when I was a kid and he it was like this. He had land he had land outside of where they lived and they would dump like their garbage there, burn some of it. I don't know if that was legal, but he would burn some of it. And uh, I remember being there like. Just wrapping, trying to wrap my head around, like you, and I remember going. So it's all just coming back to me. I remember going up to a tree, and I was like, "So you own this tree?" Like I just didn't <laughs> comprehend that. So weird. Anyway, we can move on like, to something else. I was also my grandfather, or maybe my great grandfather ran a business, and so he was like, he was making like money. Um, this is all before I was born, but he had land, and he like built his house and just things that things that I want to get back to as like a family, you know? Yes. So hell yes. Hell yes. Uh completely switching topics here. I I heard this the other day and I I uh, want your opinion on it. There's uh, Apple. Do you have a doesn't matter if you have an Apple phone, but you're familiar with Siri, of course. And you you know when you want her attention, the phone's attention, you say hey Siri. Apple is working on a thing to get rid of the hey part of that. So that you wake up your phone by just saying Siri. But what if someone is named Siri? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's like the blue check thing where this is a screw up and people aren't catching it right away. It's like, don't get rid of, (laughs) hey, is is how I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, if I know someone named Siri and I'm talking to them in my home, I'm not trying to get it recorded. Right. You know? That's a weird... Also, why does that take work? Like, they sh- they just shouldn't tell us things sometimes. Because, like, why is that so much work? I mean, I don't know. Oh, no, they're like, it, this apparently is a lot of work to get this done. I'm not, like, I don't want to put it out as if I'm good with computers or anything. But every once in a while, they'll tell us something, and it's, like, not impressive. On a thing that's very impressive. Yeah. Like, you left me on an island for a thousand years. I don't know if I'd make a phone. Right? Right. If I could recreate the phone. Yeah. But if you told me, like, we worked 20,000 hours so that we could add one extra button on the side, I'd be like, ah. <laughs> I wouldn't have told anyone but that. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe do something else with your time, right? It, w- it would be like me being, it would be like me saying, I put 2,000 hours into this joke and then I tell you the joke and it's fine. <laughs> It's like, oh gosh, now it just looks, now I look worse at what I do. You know what I mean? You'd think it would be more work to make the Hey Siri work at all. 
Yeah. Then get rid of the hay. Supposedly they're trying to compare it to, uh, you know, with the Amazon machines where you just have to say Alexa. You don't say, hey, Alexa. And then the Google machine, apparently you have to say, hey, Google. I don't know. So Why? they're trying to get closer to Alexa. Why does this matter? Where there's one less word, Josh. We're that lazy, maybe. This doesn't matter at all. It, would, it, it honestly is like if you had a spaceship that had been to Mars, came back, and they were like, we're going to use just as much time again but to give it a back door. <laughs> it's like no one cares. We, we need another window. This? <laughs> yeah. That's insane. That's really upsetting. Yeah. I, I wish I wish I didn't know that. I'm, I'm sorry. No, now I've fine. upset you. I'm it's sorry. Not, it's not you didn't do it. So um, next topic. I listened to uh, the most recent episode of the Josh Johnson show, your podcast. Still going strong. I know that you brought your uh, co-host... Is featuring this week, correct? How often do you do that? Uh, we usually go out together. Yeah, so Logan's doing all the shows with me. Um, and then next year he'll be coming with me to like uh, Denver and Tacoma and stuff like that. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Very awesome. So I listened to the most recent one, and uh, I want to encourage people to go listen to it because it's a good show. I, I just... Uh, I want to talk about something that you discussed on there. You got food delivered in a garbage bag. Am yeah, I, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, the, I, I, to be fair, the way you say it sounds like I asked for the garbage bag. <laughs> I didn't want it in a gar. I just wanted the food, and they brought it in a garbage bag that was that was like very wet, and it was like there was dirt in the bag, but it wasn't like it was raining out. Like there was no reason for the bag to be wet. <laughs> yeah, they just brought it in the dirtiest bag that they could find, which makes sense. That would be a garbage bag then. You don't even have to say any more. I want people to go to listen to your show and get the full. Uh, you have all these uh, ideas of why yeah. <laughs> it happened that way. And yeah. I don't know if you've come up to a final uh, between when you recorded that and today. I don't know if you finally have an answer of why it happened. But Yeah, um, no, I, I don't. You don't. Uh, but we call them. On the oh, I heard on it. the episode. Oh, yeah, I heard so it. we call them. So <laughs> so fun. Listen to the podcast to see what they said. <laughs> Please do. I, I encourage people to do that. So freaking funny. Uh, you did almost an hour last night. Yeah. Well yeah. done, sir. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks for. Do you always try to? Uh, what's the longest set you've ever done? You think where you've either not been paying attention or you're like, I got so much stuff to talk about. What's the longest you've ever gone on stage? I did like two ten one time. What was the um, what was the circumstances there? It was like my first special taping, because I was just like, might as well see what you know, like what's worth cutting. So why not do a whole extra hour? Sure. And then we cut. Okay. Almost all of it. Almost all of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So it, now was that good use of your time? Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they were they were fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I honest, I can honestly say that in that entire like. 210 only one joke didn't go well like it didn't like it didn't go like like clearly i needed to keep working on it because they didn't really um flow with it but other than that it was like a really great reception and and i felt i felt really good about it and i felt like for them because so many times tapings are like we just the 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 idea that's put out there is like i just need you to be here and look good and laugh loud Whereas I felt like this really felt like an event because it was like, it was just a really, um, 
robust show. So like for the for the taping, it worked because then you can obviously cut to the bits that are sort of the best of of that night. And then for me, it worked because it felt like the people who came were getting like a really full experience of like I was really finishing ideas and able to do lots of callbacks as opposed to just like two or. You know what I mean? Like, like I felt like I was really giving them a sense of everything that oh, wow. I that We're... I was like trying to say in 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 that amount of time, and it didn't feel like they were getting. Uh, it helped that I I think it helped that this was at seven, so they still had their night. Sure, when they left. Yeah, you know I mean, this wasn't. <laughs> you you like... weren't holding them hostage at two in the morning. No, 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 no. So was this the special that came out? Just a couple like. Which one? What did you? What was that one? It would have been the one that came out in twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. came out right after, probably a few months after we did the podcast. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. That was yeah. hilarious. I watched it. Yeah, and you yeah. had the. I don't even know how to describe what you were wearing. Oh, the dashiki. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a great special, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, yes. it was really fun. And yeah, they, they were, came out they were after great we audience. talked. I remember watching. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. So it was a good time. Awesome, 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 awesome. So I want to talk about some other stuff you did since then. Uh... You put out a best of album for your podcast. Yeah, yeah. So it's just brilliant. Since we tell so many stories on it. Yes. It felt like the most accessible way for people to get into the podcast because it's not like a chronological thing. So, you know, even if you started episode fifty-two or you know one twelve or whatever, it doesn't it doesn't matter because yeah. everything is sort of self-contained. There's some sometimes some sort of references to old things, but that more happened in the first year than ever happened again. Sure, you know? okay. Uh, but it just felt it felt nice to, and we're going to do another one next year, and we're just going to do that to sort of like sum up the the ideas of, of that like last year or that last set of episodes and stuff. No, that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Tell me and everyone listening about Channel Black. Uh, so Channel Black is sort of like, my attempt at uh, a sort of like um, audio magazine in a way because it's a I bunch of comics know. that I really enjoy, uh, like Dulce Sloan, Ashton Womack, CJ Hunt's on it, Randall Otis, and all of them are doing sets. I'm doing a set as well, but then uh, in between each comic is like either an interlude of music or uh, a speech from a, like a civil rights leader, uh, and it's all sort of scored by uh, Miles Sinaski and um, Mike Realm, and I've worked with them before, and it just, it came together in a really fun way because I, I wanted something that was, uh, that was like a different take on just, like, here's a, here's like a black show, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I felt like it had a good rhythm to it, and obviously I really enjoy all these comics, so it, it really helped in the way of... Uh, in the way of showcasing my friends, you know? Nice, nice, nice. And you're doing a podcast with Dulce now, right? Yeah, yeah. We do a podcast called Hold Up, wherever you get your podcast, just like the Josh Johnson show. Right. Uh, and we argue about stuff that really doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Give an example of one of the things you guys, the topics. Um, like, we, we've we gone back and forth on bagel versus croissant before, and, like, things that we have strong feelings about. That maybe I mean maybe no one else does, uh, like vacation or staycation. Yes. Because you know, I'm a very I'm big into staycations. Like let me, especially living in New York, I think helps because if you're already in New York, there's probably a bunch of things going on you don't have time to do when you have work. For sure. So 
my last staycation, I went to a ton of museums. I hung out with friends, and it was like, it was very like enriching. Like, yeah. I felt like it was a lot of life in that week. Hell yeah! What side, a bagel or croissant? What side were you on? Um, I I landed on. I don't even remember now. I'm sorry. I'm like I'm like slightly stopped up. And that is affecting my overall. Like, I'm happy to be here. Thank I don't want to put it out as if I am not. And I don't know if people can read it in my voice or my face on camera. But whenever I fly, it just, it really starts to affect me. Sure. You know, I, I fly a lot. So I'm not having a good time most days. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, even when I leave Minneapolis and I fly back to New York, I'm probably going to be like, the altitude just does something to me. And I, I know it's cold and stuff, but oof. Yeah. Oof. Um, but, yeah, like, we do, like, conscious hip-hop versus uh, club bangers and stuff like that. So I'm, like, conscious hip-hop. I was staycations. Um, I, do, I do, like, a bunch of, uh, of takes that sometimes are you Are you learning things well. about yourself? Like, I didn't know no, I... No, it, it's not even me. I'm just learning how affected people are. By um, by the sides that I take. Sure. Because I we had chicken noodle soup versus tomato soup, and that was one where no one was on my side. You must have been on tomato. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did I know? I didn't hear that one. Almost nobody backed me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. That is so funny. Uh. Did you get you got uh, nominated for an Emmy again for writing? Congratulations mm-hmm. on that. Oh, yeah, thanks, on the man. Daily Show. Yeah, appreciate you. Did you get to attend the awards show this time? I did. Yeah. You did. Yeah, it was great. I know. Last time we talked, you hadn't because of COVID. They didn't yeah, have it in yeah. person or whatever. But you did get to go. Yeah, I got to go. Yeah, what was, was that great. experience? It Going was good. Emmys. You know, it's it's always nice to see um, just to see so many people's work showcased and appreciated. Cause sometimes you'll be watching a show for a whole year and, and hope that people also rock with that show. And then to see it win an award is always dope. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, did you own, did you, uh, the clothes that you wear to that something you owned? Did somebody put something in you? Put you, in put me? you in something is what I meant to say. That was I don't, I hope no one put something in you, Josh, but if yeah. you want to admit to something, now is the That's, time. It's probably the best way i've ever heard the question asked before. <laughs> it's horrifying um i have no excuse for my miss uh, yeah i i did speaking. not i did not like hire a designer or anything i just went in like an all black um uh suit with a black tie and stuff i i think that there'll come a day where i maybe either like try to style something myself or hire a stylist or something but it didn't feel like this year was was it i don't know why i i like not to say that i was not happy to go i'm just saying like it felt more fun to be comfortable for this one and yeah not try to do some weird met gala level thing sure fair enough yeah now i'm hoping and assuming that you'll be here again you know a year from now do another week at acme and then when uh, will we still be talking about the daily show going on at that point uh I'd imagine so, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, why not, yeah. Trevor's walking away, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The show will go on? Yeah. 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 Do you have any idea what your place will be in that? Mm, not yet. Not yet? No, I just sort of go with the flow, you know, just doing do as many shows as I can, traveling as much as I can, making as much, like, uh, comedy and 
writing as much as I can, stuff like that. So I'm just enjoying myself, you know. Fair enough. I saw uh, President Obama was on The Daily Show. Oh, yeah, week. yeah. Did you have anything to do? Like, did you get to... Per- to do with that? No, per- I didn't call him. Did you get him. to participate with that, in that at um, all? Um, no, no, I, yeah, I... I feel like uh, anytime a very big guest comes, I'm just like in awe. So I'm just enjoying it. I, uh, you know, will help with like guest questions sometimes or something like that. But yeah, overall, I'm I'm like everybody else. When someone big comes, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> were you in the building? No, 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 no. I was here. You were here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I. This is that's how important this is to me. That I was like, I'm sorry, Barack. I can't be there. I have a show at Acme. You know I got a mean? Wednesday night I, in Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah. I have to be there, you know, because it was, it was uh, cool that he was there, but I also enjoy doing my own shows and, and making money. I don't know if it was worth it to stay in New York and maybe catch a glimpse of the back of his head, you know? <laughs> well, now you'll never know. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. You'll never it's, know. It's okay. Fair enough. You know? I, I think I, I think with with stuff like that, if you're meant to meet someone, you meet them eventually because you run in certain circles and you sure. know what I mean. So sure, fair enough. Um, what do you know about this? I think it's final thing I'm gonna bring up here. What do you know about the? There's a Josh Johnson that plays in the NFL. I just found out about this guy. Yeah, there's a weird, very interesting thing about this guy. Yeah, you familiar that he exists? Of course, I, I knew he existed. Yeah, yeah, he still he still plays. 14 teams in 13 years. Yeah. He is unbreakable. <laughs> unbreakable. Yeah. Yeah. He could have either been an NFL player or a superhero, and we know which one he chose because, <laughs> wow, 14 years is like Brady numbers. Talk about never giving up. Yeah. This guy's been cut from, I mean, thanks for your help. Find another job. Uh, who cares about the cuts if you make it on that many teams? I, it's amazing. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. I think uh, somebody out there. I hope there's some Josh Johnson NFL football player super fan that has collected like every jersey from all the teams yeah. he's played for. They may they mistakenly used my image one time in a story about him in like an article. Is they that just, right? Like, yeah, they just so clearly didn't do their homework because I don't even have in my bust is not the frame <laughs> of like an NFL player. So the fact that they even used it, and they used it when, from when I was bald, so I looked sick. Oh, no, Josh. And then they were like, oh, yeah, it's traded for, to the Falcons. It's like. Because <laughs> he's sick. The fact that they didn't even do a double take, and they used my picture as insane. I think it was a Falcons article. It may have not been. I don't know. I, don't I wanna, mean, we got. I don't want to lie on We got 14 teams to choose from. So yeah. It was yeah. one of them. But it was in 2019, I remember. And I was like, oh, jeez. I'm paying attention. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Um, let's see. You know what? I want to give attention to one final thing. You also did a, something called Elusive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah give yeah. that some attention real quick. Uh, so it's a comedy music mixtape. So I produced a bunch of the songs on it. Um, so it'll basically be like two jokes and a song, two jokes and a song. And the, the song usually helps finish the idea that the jokes are about. Um, and I made it in the pandemic and stuff. I, I'm had friends and, and made friends with, you know, a bunch of different artists. And, uh, that's the first time I worked with Miles and Mike and, you know, got to, got to learn a little bit about production from them, the little bit that I know. Okay. And then, 
um, plan to do another one next year. So, okay, that's what just gonna ask. So people are digging that. Yeah, yeah, they've been into it. I I was like pleasantly surprised because it was my first ever like truly independent release of a of a thing, and it's on par with other stuff that I've released before as far as streams and uh, reception, and I still get messages about it and stuff. Interesting. Uh, on Apple Music, on my app, when I was looking those up, you know, uh, like uh, for Channel Black underneath it, you know, it describes it as R&B soul. Oh, yeah. Did you know yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then they... I don't know. I don't know if you're allowed to do like an R and B comedy. I don't know if they let you tick those boxes because it just doesn't exist to people in their mind. Yeah. So yeah. But you, I guess, they, they got to start a new one. They need an yeah, extra category. Right. Need an extra box. And then it describes elusive as pop. Yeah, which makes sense because in the in the mixtape are about like four sort of contemporary R and B songs, one funk song, one hip hop song, two reimagine Negro spirituals and then uh, uh, one sort of like um, uh, instrumental that's that's like an experimental track and so just to like round all that up as as pop is probably fair sure. I guess because it's just it's too many different things you know yeah, yeah yeah fair enough all right well I'm gonna let you go to go uh, get some rest. Oh sure, I, I sound like I need it. I, know. I mean, I just no, 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 no um, it's fine. But can, I appreciate you, you doing this me. very much. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Let's do this again in a year or sooner. Yeah, and uh, continued success, sir. I you, you keep yourself very busy, and it's all really good stuff. Thanks, man. I appreciate um, you. And people got to come out and see the shows. I think there's still some tickets uh, this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Please, please come out. And uh, I always enjoy doing this. And I thank you very much for having me and entertaining my. Uh, my weird noises in my head um because it's it's really the flying it's fine it's fine because i can't drive you know so it's like i have to fly yeah and it's also too far to drive it like makes a whole weekend take up so much longer if you try to drive everywhere from everywhere so you know you have to fly but wow i'm gonna throw out an idea for next year yeah move here I do feel like it would make the show then, if I was here all the time, less special. I think that I, I think people would get used to me, you know. So it's best that I, I keep my distance and like, uh, you know, was it they say about the whole like absence makes the heart, nah, not think that you're annoying. You know? <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>